the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Triple eight seven two seven back. Oh, it's oh. and you know there is always that for some reason, and nobody really knows why. But uh, <laughs> there he is. Every day, I kind of wish. But go there he is. That the camera just shoots over there, and then there's <laughs> just nothing. You know, every day, and then it never happens. So you know, that's disappointing. That uh, I'm here. Is that what you're saying? Agreed. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we're on the same page for once. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't agreeing. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so, I will say. Yes, no, I, I think uh, I think Trump's job approval rating might be even lower than Jeffy's. <laughs> no, I don't think quite. Don't think no, so? I'm going to say no on that one. No, okay. That is uh, unconfirmed. They're just showing approval rating was 33 percent. I'm not sure what poll that is, though. Uh, now it says in some different poll, 43 uh, percent. Uh, that was 43 percent among white uh, Americans. I think okay. It was. Uh, so let's go through some of this because this is kind of the first story we have today, anyway. Um, uh, and this is, I, I think, a problem. They're talking here about a pivot. And the reports from the White House is that the White House has now tried to go down this road where they were being oh so conservative. And, uh, and they've been frustrated by that. It hasn't worked. So now they're going to you know, pivot to be more moderate and try to gain more moderate people. Um, obviously, I think that's a a, I don't agree with the premise of the question whatsoever, <laughs> that he has been conservative. I mean, I, there have been a couple things he's been conservative on. Um, and by the way, I would say the things that have been most successful, I mean, obviously Gorsuch. Mm-hmm. It's been a real triumph for him. Um, uh, throw in there some of the regulations. Uh, that is, that is, I think, appealed to a lot of people. The EPA stuff has pissed off the left, but has, has definitely been accepted well among the right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been some things there that I think has been, have been positive. Um, but can he now pivot and get moderates is essentially the premise of this article by 538. And they go in there and go dive into the numbers. And I don't know if this I hope the White House realizes that's not going to be easy. Um, and here's the issue. Um, it's not really that his approval rating is low. His approval rating is low. That's not a huge <coughs> deal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, because, you know, it's not good. But it's not terrible. The problem is on his disapproval side, and the disapproval side breaks down very in a very interestingly in an interesting way. Um, for example, his approval rating—he's got 20 percent of of the population that are strong approval. Think of those as hardcore Trumpers, right? Those are the Trumpers. 20 percent 
they have, you know, whether that goes anywhere or not, we don't know. But I think 20% can be counted on to be there no matter what. Okay. The issue there, and this isn't totally crazy, he's at about 36% approval overall by average. Um, now, the issue there is 16% somewhat approve. Okay, that's not a bad balance, right? You figure 16% are a lot of people in the audience. They're like, yeah, you know, he's done some good things. I'm not crazy about him, but all right, I'm on board. Okay, somewhat approve. So 20% hard approval, 16% soft approval for a total of 36% overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. The issue is on the other side, uh, because right now he's at about 58% disapproval. And you say 58% disapproval is not a good number, obviously. However, that can change, right? Mm-hmm. And it can. Um, but if you remember the approval ratings, it was about split. 20% hard approval, 16% soft approval. On the disapproval side, it is 10% soft for approval, or disapproval. 47% uh, hard disapproval. Mm-hmm. So... 10% wow. soft disapproval. I mean, like, I, I don't really like him. He's not great. I don't know. You know, but uh, I would say I don't like him, but I'm not, I'm not too hard on that. 47% is hard disapproval. Strongly disapprove. And the issue is, just like you can't really talk the 20% out, uh, out of Trump. You know, you can't say, you, there's 20% of the people out there you can't talk out of the Trump train no matter what. Right now, there's 47% of people you can't tr- uh, talk onto the Trump train. So mm-hmm. if he wins everyone, everybody in the soft disapproval rating, uh, that only gets him an extra 10 or 11%, which mm-hmm. gets him to about 47% overall, gets him to about even. That's very difficult to do. Um, in fact, uh, he actually has more at risk. You figure if the people in the middle there that are either, eh, I don't really like him, or eh, I kind of like him. If those people are the ones that are convincible, uh, he's got more at risk to lose than he has to gain. And that is the real problem. If he tries to pivot and grab those people who are on the soft disapproval side, he may well lose more people from the soft approval side. Uh, And that means he actually loses overall. Uh, That is not a good thing for Donald Trump. Um, So can he pivot? Well, first of all, I don't want him... A, I don't agree with where you saying where they're saying he is. B, I don't want him to uh, pivot to where they're saying he might go. And C, if he does try that pivot, it's probably not going to work. It's not an ideal situation. Obviously, neither of you care about that. No, I just, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Hey, look, well, no, you're not going to care about every story, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do care it's about Right? Like I, 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 we, just, we do two hours, we have five hours of shows a day. We bring up a lot of stories. You're not going to care about everyone. You know, I, that's okay. That's I right. mean, we've made our feelings pretty clear on the Trump subject for a couple of years now. So I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I, I know. You're, it, you're I strong know. support, I, I guess, I, then? Well, I, I, I wouldn't to... call it strong oh, you're... or support. Uh, so, <laughs> but just the two words I used yeah. are the only two. Plus, you made yeah. me mad today. <laughs> made me mad today when, when the, we leaked the letter from uh, his little uh, the transcript with the Mexican leader about the local and, milk people. I mean, it pissed me off. Why? Why did he, he made it sound like uh, milk people are you know <laughs> below below other people? Well, and, I don't even know who milk people and, are. And, who are they? And Jeffy we're, is we're local. not. Who are they? Who are, are milk people? Bad. Who are milk people? People like me. 
Or milk people. Okay. Well, if, if you're a person who you only have three words in your vocabulary, <laughs> no, you know, one of them is yeah. milk. You're a local. He's talking about, you know, the people that deliver milk, the milkman. No, that's not what he's talking about. You know what? I don't think there are milkmen anymore. That's not a thing, is it? No, he's not talking about local milk delivery people. <laughs> he's talking about dairy farmers, apparently. That is what uh, it was reported as. And it said an apparent reference to dairy farmers. Local you, milk what? people. Yeah, there's the local milk people. And his what point was, was, was... What was the uh, quote again? Uh, he it said... Was, and this is, by the um, way, not in his call with Mexico. It's called with Australia. And what he was saying is mm. he's having refugees come over, and he's saying they're, they're going to be criminals. They were in prison. They're going to be criminals, and they come over here. They're not going to be good people like the local milk people. And that is the that was the tenor of his comment, which was basically to say they're not going to come over here and be productive farmers. He's just an idiot. So uh, in many ways, the uh, local when it comes milk to people are good dairy people. He's an idiot. Dairy good farmers. People. Yes, that's. I think what he dairy meant farmers. was to okay. say, hey, they're not going to come over here and contribute to society like our lovely dairy farmers. I think is what he was I trying mean, to say. How do you even? Why just does that come to mind for you? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the craziest so part weird. about one of so the, weird. the biggest groups being uh, hurt by his protectionist trade policies are farmers. They're getting killed by this because w- these... He probably saw a story on the uh, the Amish dairy farmers getting blocked out of crossing state lines. And mm-hmm. That's all he had in his mind was milk farmers. <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of an old story. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it is. But it, know, that is, so. if he happened to see it 10 minutes before the yes, conversation, that's what I, mean. I would agree. Uh, he also went on to talk about how New Hampshire was just a drug-infested den, um, which apparently the uh, senator from New Hampshire was not all that thrilled with uh, afterwards. Huh, which, really? Uh, and he said he won New Hampshire, which he actually didn't. He lost New Hampshire. Uh, however, he did win the primary in New Hampshire, so perhaps <laughs> that's what he was referring to. <laughs> This is why the words support and strong don't really apply uh, in my feelings for Donald Trump. Really? Although, d- darn it, I want him to do well. I do. He's just not. Yeah, I, don't these, think he's, I don't think he's capable. These stories that we bring up of doing uh, well. you know, are, are designed uh, mm-hmm. to give you an actual accurate sense, not the CNN or MSNBC level uh, view of Donald Trump, and also not the Breitbart uh, uh, InfoWars view of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There's a big kind of place in the middle. It's where the truth almost always lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I think, you know, we're uh, one of the few shows that can kind of qual- talk about that, I think, honestly, because I, I, while I, Trump talks about certain things that I like, uh, I have no allegiance to him uh, as a candidate. I didn't vote for him. Um, I don't, you know, I want him to succeed because I want the president to succeed, but I don't have any allegiance to him as a candidate. I don't feel the need to reflexively defend him, and I don't feel the need to reflexively attack him. Like, he's kind of just a, a, a public figure to me, you know? And so that is a good mm-hmm. thing, I think, when you're talking about trying to make coverage decisions, because, you know, look, we've praised uh, the, uh, Trump on Gorsuch. We've praised Trump on the EPA. We've praised Trump on the FCC. We've praised Trump on how his words so far have done a good job um, pushing back illegal immigration. Uh, again, I don't know if that's going to last, but so far, so good on that one. Uh, there have been several things that have gone. And, and we also absolved him from basically all responsibility when it came to the health care disaster. And I, we put that on Congress. So there have been things that we have defended Donald Trump on, and there's been a lot of media attacks, which is the easy one. I mean, it's easy mm-hmm. to defend Donald Trump because he's attacked by crazy reporters. That's easy. Um, and we've done that a million times as well. Bottom line is, though, you have to look at the other side of this, too. He is losing support. 
among Republicans. He is already has no support among Democrats, and he's getting trounced among Republicans. And the people are leaving from the Republican and Democratic side and going to the strong opposition part. And it's hard to leave there. Just like it's hard to get people who love Trump out of that area, it's hard to get people who hate him out of that area. And then you start working with a really narrow uh, uh, piece of the population to try to lock in uh, and keep the Republican Senate and pass anything that's at all positive. So mm-hmm. there, there's real risk here. Yeah, he's, and uh, I mean, we, we try to give him the benefit of the doubt, as you said. We try desperately. We want him to do well. I want him to succeed. I want America to succeed. But then you get the, the conversation that they originally said, uh, they originally lied about the conversation with the president of Mexico, that it happened on the phone and he agreed to pay for the wall or whatever. Yeah. Then it, then it was in person. Uh, and they, they lied about the context of that. And then the transcript comes out and it's like, I mean, he basically tells him the, the wall. Look, I got to say things about the wall. Just but not lie about the wall yeah, is right. basically what he's telling him. Just so, lie about the wall like I'm doing. I'm just lying to these people who really want the wall. But that's not it's the least important thing in the world to me. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it is it's unbelievable, except we knew it the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, why we didn't want the guy again. We keep saying it's inconceivable. I don't think that word means what we think it means. Um, However, I will say uh, on this front, the the president, this is a a weird thing to say, but I'm going to try to say it right. The president basically should have the ability to BS to foreign leaders without us knowing about it. Yes. And the idea that we get a transcript it's of amazing. private conversations with him talking. Because, like, yeah, let's, I didn't let's, even touch on that aspect of it. Yeah, and that's another big. really important part. It is. And that's the side I'm sure every pro Trump person will focus on today. Mm-hmm. But it is an actually legitimate complaint here. The bottom I line know, is. I love that. Later today, it'll be these leaks in the White House have yeah. to stop. Somebody's got it. Somebody's head has to roll. And they won't even. They won't even address, address the fact that the happened. facts in in the leak. But if you want to which, look at uh, again, this is a guy who says local milk people. So, I mean, I think we're yeah. stretching here to give him the benefit of the doubt. However, if you want to give Trump the best possible, the po- best possible view here about mm-hmm. that conversation, he's saying whatever he has to to schmooze this guy in Mexico. He it's not real. And you could say again. That my defense of him lying is accusing him of lying, but he's lying to them, not us. That's the good defense of Trump there. He's lying to Mexico. He'll say anything to Mexico. Who cares what Mexico thinks? And you might believe that spin on it. So uh, I don't. it's not necessarily horrible, the conversation. Well, it is um, because at the end of it, he claims, he says... It's the least important thing, right. but it, but politically, it's it's one of the more important things because he knows he lied about it for two years. Yes, and he knows it's important to the people who voted for him. But flip that but upside down. But it's not important to him. I'm saying flip that and say instead he was telling the truth to the American people and lying to Mexico. Yeah, I, he's saying, look, it's not an important thing, but you gotta say it. You gotta say. It. I, I think you're he's right. He's lying to everybody. I think you're right, and I know we're stretching here. Um, but if you want to go pro-Trump here, there is an, mm. a, a place to take it in which you say, look, he's BSing the Mexican leader. Uh, but more than that, these things should not come out. I mean, really, yeah. we should. They sh- they I want the transcripts. I want to see them. I want all the information. We shouldn't have it. I mean, we really right. shouldn't have that transcript. Um, and that's not a good thing. I just found something that makes this day survivable, even with all this news. Oh, okay. 
spoons today. Uh, French IHOP, the, the, the IHOP French oh, donuts. French toast donuts? Yeah. French toast oh, donuts. Yes. French toast donuts. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Tell me that's not the greatest news you've ever received. I mean, Tell me. Yes. <laughs> Now, we got to have something, right? we got to have something. It's better than finding out Trump wasn't bad-mouthing milk people, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it is. Now, what would you eat donuts <laughs> with, typically, would you say, Jeffy? Uh, well, <laughs> you don't go go die milk! Go ahead. Do it. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, here, let me pretend I'm Stu. He already did. That was him. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's exactly um, right. Now, IHOP French toasted donuts are the product uh, you were discussing. Uh, they're brand new from IHOP. They came out a couple days ago. Oh, it's yeah. very new. Um, and so they have, I, I don't honestly know what to expect here because I've never Do heard of a French toasted donut. No, or, I hope so. Oh, you don't? Well, you might, but they, they also have toppings on them. Like I oh. saw one that had like cherries oh, on top and like icing. Um, mm. like, so it's, it's, it looked like yeah, a donut, but I don't know what a French toasted donut is. Do you take a donut and you dip it in egg? I guess and you, yeah, the like custard that? batter yeah. thing and then fry it. I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to find out. I can't wait to find out. This is an exciting one, guys. Yeah, it is. It is. This on is top of which, I don't think uh, the International House of Pancakes makes anything that shouldn't be dipped in a syrup. <laughs> I, you may very well, well be right on that, because I'm just looking at it as it, it has, <laughs> a, like, you don't dip donuts into syrup. Typically. But you could. You could. I mean, it wouldn't be bad tasting, but it's not like the typical mm -hmm. thing that you put. There right. are maple donuts mm -hmm. as well. Um, but like, typically, you wouldn't dip it in syrup. And these have, like, you know, gushing amounts of, like, you know, oh. cherries or strawberries, right toppings. I mean, is, that is that why we're bringing mm. it up? Is um, that... I don't know. Pat just looked <laughs> ahead. No, I just looked ahead because I was getting so depressed about all this Trump stuff uh, and found something very, very exciting. Yes, all right. that is exciting. 888-727-BECK. We also have, you know, we talked about this on radio some, uh, Al Gore's home devouring oh. 34 times the electricity is the average U.S. household. I mean, th this guy's been a hypocrite and a lying charlatan and, and just one of the biggest hoaxers in world history for so long now. And, and he still hasn't corrected it. No. Nope. Just for aesthetics, you would think he would fix this. Well, I think that's what he right? did, though. Yeah. I think what yeah, that's he, he what did he did. was I fit it, he fixed it, showed that he put but some solar panels still on. still using yeah. 34 times the electricity as everybody else? Well, what's your... Come on. What typically... Jeffy... So typical, Pat. I mean, he yes, just can't help but lie about these things. He didn't even include the fact that, uh, what is it, 10% of the energy, or no, 5.7% uh, of the electricity he uses in his home um, comes from uh, green sources. Those dumb solar panels that he put on the house? Yeah, and that's what I mean. He did it to aesthetics. So now, for the last, I mean, and look, let's be honest about it. It's worked for for 10 sure years has. Yeah. since he did Until it. Until the, the movie came out again. Right. Like, now look at this. Look He's at got this plenty place. of room on that house to put more solar panels. And I don't know. That, that's a big house. What do you, how many square 10, feet? 10,000 square feet. 10,000 square feet. Yeah. So 10,000 square feet, but he could obviously fit more solar panels uh, on that uh, roof. But you don't need to. He's already getting 5%. Right, but that's what I'm saying. He put these up here to shut us up yep, until this absolutely. next report came out. exactly what he did. Yeah, because yep. it did work aesthetically. Like, all right, because yeah. I remember thinking, okay, he got caught. Now he's going to have to fix it. And then he fixed it. He put solar panels up, and he did a bunch of stuff. And you're like, all right, well, now we're not going to catch him on that anymore. Uh, no, wrong. Five, only 5.7% of the electricity is actually coming from the solar panels. Uh, and he's actually seemingly upped his energy usage. I mean, he's gone yeah, up. Yeah, sure has. Uh, he's now at 230,000 kilowatt hours. I did this uh, with my home 
um, and compared it. Now, my home is not as big as Al Gore's home. However, uh, obviously, you could break that down per, um, per square foot. So what is your uh, kilowatt hour per square foot? Mine was 64% lower than Al Gore. And again, I'm a climate denier, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, basically proudly so. I mean, it's not an actually accurate title, but like I'm in that group. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an absolute skeptic. I'm yeah, he would absolutely say you. A hundred percent, he would call me a climate denier. Mm -hmm. And as I talked about earlier, I have never in my life made one decision, one decision based on energy that had anything to do with the environment. That, is, that does not enter into my uh, thinking at all. Now, mm -hmm. I will do certain things that I think will help my sa me save money. I will do certain things that will certainly make me more uh, uh, comfortable in my home. Um, I, I would buy a Tesla uh, garage wall battery thing if it was price, you know, if it made sense money-wise. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not adverse to the technology if it would if it would be better i would get it i want to buy a tesla for example i've said that before because they're just awesome cars not because it has nothing to do with the environment they're just awesome cars um here's a guy who has dedicated his life supposedly to fixing catastrophic global warming and he can't even come close he doesn't believe it to the energy usage i have nope which is a person who never makes a decision based on climate. Nothing. You can tell, by the way, he, where he put those solar panels on that house. That's all about, it's all about the, overhead. It's all about the crowd yep. yeah. because it's where you yep. can't really see it. It's out of the way. Because if he really wanted <laughs> to put them on those other rooftops facing the same direction, you could. he could easily you and could. create more energy. And but I, it wouldn't look as nice. What I love about this mm. is... This was inspired by the email that went around for several years, which he did nothing about for quite a while. But there was the email comparing uh, one house to another. And yeah. one house was George Bush's in Crawford, which was amazingly energy efficient. I mean, he had thermal water yeah. that was all that. I mean, he recycled his water. He he captured uh, rainwater and geothermal, uh, geothermal heating, heating mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And then on the other hand, you had Al Gore who was doing nothing and except for using 20 times the energy of the average American. And then a couple of years later, he finally got tired of hearing that. And it's interesting because even when you Snopes that that email comes up true. Now, Snopes almost always declares these things from liberals false. This one flat out true. So he really is using this energy. He really doesn't give a rat's ass about the, the environment because if he believed what he says, he wouldn't be doing this. You just, if you believe there is catastrophic global warming, it's committing suicide to act like this in your, in your life, right? I mean, it's, you're killing the planet. Absolutely. You do not have he a two He doesn't homes. believe it. It is only for money and power. You have to believe that. I mean, and so they go through and talk about, you know, basically what he does is he signs up for uh, this uh, situation where you can spend a little bit more on your electricity for green sources. So that's going to be his justification here. If he does answer these claims, that's what he'll say. Now, as Alex Epstein, uh, uh, Alex Epstein uh, mentioned, I always get it wrong, um, mentioned on the show, radio show earlier, uh, it's basically, you're not getting different energy. Like, they're not saying, oh, this is the energy. Wait, hold on. That mm -hmm. house has the windmill energy. Right. Send that energy to him. Right. It's all the same energy. It's just generated a little bit differently. So what uh, Alec had a great way of explaining that was, like, if you're taking, if you're a rich person and you're taking a boat uh, over uh, across the Atlantic Ocean and you have a, um, a, a slew of lower class people, what Gore is doing is he's saying, 
uh, I uh, um, am going to pay more so that all of the negative environmental effects go to all the poor people below me. So, like, I'm just absolving myself of the actual usage there. And what I'm then saying is I didn't take a boat across the, uh, across the ocean. It was all those people, and I just hopped aboard. And, like, so that is, like, that's just a mind, you're just mind-screwing yourself mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's not a real argument. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is how he gets out of it. And, sadly, none of his arguments, arguments are real. No. Uh, we've seen that many, many, many times. All right. The fact is, uh, your phone carrier, your current phone carrier, the one that you're using right now, it sucks. And here's why. I've they noticed take, that. They take some of your bill mm-hmm. and they give it to... Al Gore uh, to spew his nonsense and pad his pocketbook. I not don't good. like that. I don't I'm either. I'm not a fan. Are you no, a fan? Not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan. Not I'm a fan. not a fan of that. Uh, luckily, we have Paper- Patriot Mobile. Uh, Patriot Mobile has all the stuff that you need from your phone company. It's got the a high-speed 4G LTE data. It's got the great prices. You can keep your phone number. Uh, you can do all the things that you need to do. So the service is there, and that's an important thing. It's the first yep. step, honestly, because if, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get a half-assed phone company because it's going to help my causes. I'm, I'm just I'm just not that guy. However, if I can help my causes, I can take money away from the left and get all the great service. There's not a really a lose situation. No, here. it's really really fantastic. They'll take five percent of your monthly bill that you pay Patriot Mobile, and and they'll put it to to a really good cause that you say, hey, I wanted to go to the NRA. Or I wanted to go to the Heritage Foundation or FreedomWorks or whoever it is. So call Patriot Mobile. They'll, they'll even buy out your current contract. We've told you the details on that a million times. Yeah, $500 yeah. per line. 1500 per account. Per account. Oh, yeah, that's great. And uh, you can obviously keep your phone number. Call now and they're going to waive that $35 activation fee. Mm-hmm. When you use the promo code patents do And you better use that promo code. I will not live in a country in which people are signing up for Patriot Mobile and paying that $35 We'll, we'll track you down like the dirty dog you are. We will. We we'll will. be at we'll your home. You and we're going to send Jeffy. Yeah, and good. you're not going to like it at all. Because Jeffy's awful. He could eat so your many... entire family. <laughs> your entire family. You don't Why want to. Why would I eat the whole family? Because we'll, we'll you're get hungry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because when you get hungry, sometimes you know. that'll happen. Uh, give him a call. Uh, 1-800-PATRIOT. <laughs> it's 1-800-PATRIOT. Or uh, go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash patandstew. It's patriotmobile.com slash patandstew. All right. Oh, uh, no. It's Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, L.A. just won the 2028 Olympic Games. That's Yay! A, Olympics. Quotes. Won. What are they winning? They're winning the opportunity to spend lots of money to host sports that people don't really like all that much. Well, it's it's really interesting because this used to be a really prestigious thing. They used to say this host city would make a lot of money. Everybody knows that's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that it's nothing but hassle and and expense and then you have these incredible venues that nobody ever uses again and all of that stuff. But one of the good things about L.A. is you probably don't have to build it's much ready of anything. Made. It's yeah. already there. Yeah, it's true. Everything's already there. So they don't have that expenditure. Uh, I don't know if they'll be upgrading things, but, you know, that's usually what happens. Well, this is a good chance. They're a perfect opportunity yeah. to upgrade the Coliseum. Yeah, we'll just upgrade the Coliseum with a $500 million bond. You know what, Pat? And as long as we're doing that, the infrastructure around the Coliseum, some right. of the roadways, on-ramps, right. off-ramps, parking, uh, we need to upgrade all More that More hotels. Well. I mean, 
Well, this is amazing, though. They're supposed to spend over $5 billion to make this happen. $5 billion. The even, Olympic even Committee with all, the, all the crap they built? have. Yep. The Olympic oh Committee is giving them some... Uh, is that from the Olympic Committee? Uh, no, I mean, it's okay. a, here, here, let me read it to you. No, they have to might, come up with that, right? Yeah, 2028 might seem like a long way away, but it'll sneak it up does. on you. And the last place anyone wants to be in a city that has pledged billions, the city that has pledged billions, over $5 billion in L.A.'s case, to stage a boondoggle that will almost certainly suck all sorts of tax dollars and private resources out of the real economy and flush them mm -hmm. down a unisex toilet in the basement of the edifice complex. Uh, as Garrett Quinn explained for Reason in 2015, it's virtually impossible for a city to break even when hosting summer games. Yep. The expected revenue, is expected revenue is around $6 billion, and the gate is split between the host city and the IOC, which makes 70% of the television revenues as well. So My gosh. The IOC gets 70% of the TV revenue? Mm -hmm. I would rework that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before uh, yeah. the first athlete gets bounced for failing a drug test, L.A. is already $2 billion in the red, assuming the bidder's cost estimate is correct, which it almost certainly isn't. The Beijing games mm. cost $40 billion, and the L.A. version cost or the, the London. London version cost $20 billion. Russia pointed up $50 billion for the poorly provisioned so so game. Sochi? Yeah, Sochi. Yeah, Sochi. I can't remember how it mm -hmm. And Brazil had consistently lied about how much its real games cost. Officials say $13 billion, while outside, outside analysts say it's actually $20 billion. Um, it's In true London, that, man, they spent 20 but a lot of that was spent on security, which they still mm -hmm. are. I mean, that they mm -hmm. use that as an, as an excuse to build up security. But, I mean, okay, but... And they need it. I mean, they need it. I know. Uh, so anyway, the, I, I love the Olympic Games. I, I know you guys aren't as big a fan, but I, no. I mean, I there's just—it's a no-win situation now. Yeah, it's a no-win thing. Too, it's, it's too expensive. I mean, look, if you're gonna put the new, the, and the it's games, a hassle for the residents. I mean, oh, yeah. LA is already jam-packed on every freeway, every surface street. The traffic already sucks. Now you're gonna bring tens of thousands more people in to see these Olympics and try to get to venue after venue. I mean, the locals, this is going to be a nightmare for them. Well, and remember, too, like, L.A. is a city. But, I mean, if you've ever been to L.A. and spent any time there, I mean, going five miles down the road is a 40-minute adventure. Right. I mean, it's not. It's it, how bad the traffic it's is. It's just terrible. You can't mm -hmm. get anywhere. Um, and, you know, I think, like, your best chance is an L.A. type of city that has all these yeah. venues already. You don't have to much build much of anything. You have to always expand the infrastructure, though, which is a huge cost. Uh, but it's just, it, you know, honestly, I would never bid for another Olympic Games. Well, I'll send some athletes. You want some athletes? Yeah, we'll send some athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, assuming, uh, I mean, I wouldn't want the government paying for it, honestly. <laughs> you know, let some sponsors pay for it or whatever. Uh, we'll send a couple athletes if you want them. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll kick all your asses in another country. But uh, don't bring them here. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, like, yeah. Uh, but again, it, there's, uh, there's an argument to be made that at least L.A., in theory, is one of the better uh, cities to ha handle something. There's like also, I mean, we've argued it before, but that there's a strong argument uh, to not even just do the Olympics anymore. I'm I mean, in today's world, mm -hmm. with access to worldwide media every mm -hmm. day, no need to all come together for two weeks. I mean, it, so we can, you know, it's live tough. in Olympic City and have sex. With, well, wait a minute, maybe there is a reason. Well, You're thinking about the Olympic village sex. That's the thing that he thinks about when the Olympics come on. Um, what does. a surprise. It's time, we should buy a couple houses, though. We could Airbnb those bad boys for the Olympics, make some cash. Yeah, you would, except L.A., the, I mean, if you want to... a big city. You, you want to buy a 700-square-foot thing for $1.5 million. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Good yeah, luck with so that. For a weekend coming up yeah. in 2028. <laughs> this is how Jeffy got to the level he's at. You know, in, uh, in Salt Lake City, when they hosted the... Uh, 2002, right? 2002 Winter Games. 
we had, uh, I lived there up until 2001 and then left in 2001. And so I had five years of getting ready for the Olympics and, and the, and the construction on the freeway system and everything they built and the hotels and all the stuff that they tried to get ready for the Olympics. I went through all the hassle and then was able to receive none of the benefits of it afterwards. Because <laughs> oh, by then I moved. So oh, that's it was great. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. it was great. But again, you can't awesome. get, there's no way to get the benefit. If you, if you hassle yourself for multiple years, two weeks of anything isn't going to give you enough benefit. There's no. just no way it can pay off for the average resident. It's Although, when you look thing. at... When you look at what they did in Utah, they use the they use the facilities year round. They've done some pretty cool things. They uh, up in Park City, they have the you know the slides and the luges and all that stuff. They've turned into rides. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I, and I think people use you do them. the best you can. Yeah, you do the best you can with that stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not it's not. I mean, look, I think there's an argument to be made that it's not about that. It's not about trying to be profitable. You want there's this prestige issue, and if your city wants to pay for it, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but I mean, you can make those arguments. I suppose it's usually not a financial win. And they try to make it seem like it is, and it never really, really uh, winds up that way. Though Utah, mm-hmm. I think, was pretty well managed with once Romney got a hold of it, and uh, did, really it did it around, a pretty yeah. good job in comparison to he other did. cities. And but it I mean, was a mess when he took it over, too. I mean, it was a mess. There was oh, yeah. bribery Corruption. and prostitution and all kinds of weird things going on there. Well, you, 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 Why you just was that a mess? You just offended Jeffy. <laughs> well, I mean, was that... <laughs> Well, let's take a break on that note. Triple eight seven twenty seven Peck is the phone number. Back with more in a second. I don't think you know what a mess is. No, well, yeah, if no, that's I, a mess. I, I think I kind of messy. Some kind of understanding. I didn't tell Pat about this break beforehand because, you know, I knew what he would do. He would try to shut it down. He'd try to, he'd try to hold back uh, mm-hmm. the truth to you because that's who he is. I'm sorry, Pat. I'm just going to tell him. Uh, you know, I, we, sure might we Might as well. Yeah, I might yeah. as well. Yeah, might you know as what? well. I might as well. All right. Uh, Pat is uh, one of these people who would like to tell you that the earth isn't uh, dying. Okay? Pat's one of these. Yes, he's I, called yes, a climate denier. Okay? Right. Um, and that's why he didn't tell you about Earth Overshoot Day. Um, Earth Overshoot mm. Day is the most important day on your calendar. You might say, hey, what about Christmas? What about tax day? Easter. Thanksgiving, Easter. Fourth uh, no. of July. Yeah, but no. 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 It's Earth, Earth Overshoot, Overshoot day. day. Did you know, Pat? Uh, I don't know what that is, Stu. That's, no. I wasn't hiding it. I'm just completely mm. unfamiliar with mm. Earth mm-hmm. Overshoot mm-hmm. Day. We use <clears throat> one year of resources mm-hmm. uh, in seven months. An Earth Overshoot Day represents <laughs> um, the day that we've used all the resources who, for the year. May I ask who, in that year who decides how many resources we need during the course of the year? Uh, the Earth does. The Earth does. How about another one? You got any other comebacks there, Pat? Yeah, yeah. I, I I do. <laughs> seven months, uh, <laughs> an entire year's worth of resources in seven months. Okay? (laughs) You know what that means? That means we're not using as many as I thought. I thought we were gobbling up like... Because we've we've used the equivalent of two planets for this one, we were told by somebody. That's basically the same stat. Recently, it's the same deal, right? And here's the thing. For the next five months, this planet will have no natural resources. 
Except for there that's will be not no ca- fossil fuels. The case. There will be no water. <laughs> there will be no sunlight. There will be no wind. There will be no mm. minerals. There huh. will be no food. Are you? Are you? Let able? him finish, Pat. Don't I, cut him off. Thank you. No, Pat. I'm not. Thank you, Jeffy. Don't cut him off. I hope you listened to us and went to my Patriot Supply so you have some food stored up because there's not going to be any at any stores after or, today. After today, mm-hmm. uh, it's Earth Overshoot Day. Now, once January comes, we'll be okay for a few months. Okay. Well, maybe maybe another seven months we'll be able to be okay. Mm-hmm. But because of people like you overusing resources, mm-hmm. they, I mean, at some point, this broadcast is just going to turn off because mm-hmm. there's no more electricity. We've used it all up. Hmm. The entire globe is about to go into blackout mode later today, and we will no longer be able to warm people, to cool people, hmm. to feed people, yeah. to give people water, to, to build new homes. Uh, to uh, get in your vehicle and go from location to, to location, hospitals will not be open hmm. for five months. Let him talk, Pat. Don't cut him off. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffy. Thank you. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done, <laughs> sir? No. I haven't even started yet. <laughs> you know, okay. I can't get a word in here. I can't, I'm just going to give up because I can't get a word <laughs> in. But you know the truth out there, people. <laughs> like, how do they even come up with this I think crap? you're going to find none of that's going to happen. No, it's uh, not. Well, none of it is going to happen. I don't know. How do they decide today is the day? Well, to be fair, they didn't. Uh, it was yesterday, so it was yesterday. We should be, oh, yesterday? so we should be black right now. <laughs> okay, it was yesterday, and everything's fine. That's right, that's right. So, well, Earth Overshoot Day was August second, so we, today's the day we overshoot. Uh, right. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're overshooting right now. Yes, we are. We're using more of dark. a planet than we have. We should be dark right hey, now. Pat. We're now eating up Mars as well yeah. as Earth. Thank you. Hey, Pat, want some fish sticks? You can't have them because fish are gone. <laughs> okay. This says right here. It's the point where the amount of natural Natural resources, think mm-hmm. trees, mm-hmm. fish, and water, mm-hmm. humanity takes from the earth, reaches the total that can't be regenerated over the entire year. We are effed. Effed! How do they make that determination? I'd love to know. Because it doesn't say anywhere in that story, does it? No, of course not. I mean, you know, look at some obvious, they're saying that this is the amount we should use. They're <laughs> saying that the regenerating thing, like, they, they're, what, so we're cutting into one-eighth of the percent of global fish. But again, what are they saying? They've said this forever. Go back and uh, if you watch uh, Wonderful World of Stew the past couple of seasons, we've had these clips called um, uh, Awful Excerpts from Awful Books. Uh, and we've had Jeffy, featured Jeffy as uh, Hillary Clinton, reading from Hillary Clinton's book, which, I mean, I honestly didn't even know it was you, to be honest. The acting was incredible on that particular mm. piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had another one where I read from uh, Silent Spring, the book from what, mm-hmm. the 60s or 70s, mm-hmm. um, uh, where they 60s. the 60s, where they talk about how you know DDT is killing all the animals. There's not going to be any fish left, and we just read excerpts from it. Um, and you go through this, and you realize they predicted all this crap a long, long, long time ago, 50 years ago almost now. I mean, 50 years they've been saying mm-hmm. the same freaking thing yep. over and over and over and over again. None of it has come true. It's gone the exact opposite direction, and yet they still claim these they've things. They've never been right on no. any of it. It's so amazing. They haven't been right on temperature. They haven't been right on resources. They haven't been right on what's going to happen to the climate. They haven't been right on increased and more intense, more frequent hurricanes, tornadoes. None of that stuff. Has been correct. But none of it. Other than that, they're doing well, though. But other than that, they're right on everything, right? right? It's worse than they even said it was. They're right on all the things except for the things that they've said. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Which is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not that bad. 
Uh, also, apparently, uh, Tom Brady is go- going to play until he's like 73 years old. Mm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, tonight's the night, right? We got uh, NFL action. Yes. NFL action tonight. tonight. Yeah. Uh, what channel is it on? Is it on NFL Network? Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the Hall of Fame game. Uh, do like the Cowboys? Cowboys and... Arizona. Okay. And the Cardinals and the Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, so that'll be uh, an interesting matchup. Although none of the players you'll see on the field will actually be on the, yeah, team. the team by the time um, this first <laughs> season game rolls around. But you know, I don't even who care. Cares? I don't it's care. It's football. Yeah. Football. They, it's well, football. They, they claim that uh, obviously they picked Dallas because they're putting Jerry in. Jerry's going and going to be inducted into, into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they want to do just, the I, Let's be honest mm-hmm. about it. Absurd. I mean, look. I, I don't let's, know. Let's be honest about it. I don't know. It's absurd. He paid what 150 million for the Cowboys, and now they're worth four billion. Put him in. He's well, to help that's that. Not, that's he's got help. nothing to do with. That's yeah. just the NFL being good. That's not. That's not a him let's, accomplishment. Put him, that's in a, the, put him in the hall. I mean, I, look, well, they're going to give him a corner. But he's won what two Super Bowls while he's been two, right? <laughs> two. Or two. Yeah. I mean. I mean, and again, he's had 20 years of zilch. He's also had one in 15 records when he's been. That's true. I I, I was looking at Tom Brady's stats. Jones guy. I'm not either. I I, I think he's fine. But but I think it's a decent point to say why is he going into the Hall of Fame? Why is he better than the other owners of his era? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, other than him being more notable in the media, like what is he? Like I don't know. You could make a better case probably for Kraft. Oh, Kraft is I mean an absolute 100 percent Hall of Fame owner. I mean, look, I was looking at. Brady's stats, Tom Brady alone, let yeah. alone, I mean, if you put up against Kraft total, but Brady alone, uh, 237 games, 63.8 completion percentage, uh, 61,582 passing yards, 456 mm-hmm. TDs, mm. 152 interceptions. But that's a great ratio. 12-time Pro Bowler, five-time Super Bowl champ, two-time MVP. He's had an okay career. I, I mean, would, you, you know, know. Again, I, 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 as much as it pains me to say it, I mean, it's hard to make an argument he's not the best quarterback of all time. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to at this point. Especially with the talent he's had around him. You know, yeah, which is he has not had exceptional wide receivers. No, except Moss. for Moss. And, I mean, yeah, I think you could put you know Welker and, and Welker Edelman was good. Those, they, they did their roles. But Welker, when he well, left, but, was not the same. No, but he was also so, could barely walk. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, he got hit every he had a concussion every three days. All right, triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up. Oh, good, I like that show. Yeah, yeah, it's good every, you know, it's often been noted that it is the greatest show ever done on television. I and who am I to argue? I mean, I. I'm not I can't, argue I can't with come that. up with a coherent I mean, argument against can't. it. I mean, you can't. No one can. So, I've never heard the argument against it. There are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with That's us so we don't have to talk anymore. <clears throat> well, today is a very special day. Is it? It is. It is. Uh, not only is it National Water Melon Day. Is that, with, is that how you're supposed to say that with in, like two different words? Yes. Water. Don't worry about the way I melon. say watermelon. That's the way it's supposed to sound. It's Water Melon Day. All right. Okay. It is also National Grab Some Nuts Day. So. Oh my! That could turn go ugly. ahead and uh, that could turn ugly a, very quickly. Have a good day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, have really? a good day. Is this really you, also did good? Did you invent the day? I did not, but I wish I had. Okay. Uh, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Anthony Scaramucci. 
Yes. Uh, kicked out of uh, Trump's Will you do the fandango? Uh, fortunately, on Friday, we're going to get a live Facebook feed of him telling him telling us his side of the story. I am interested to see what and, he's going to uh, say. I know. I, I, but it's going to be kiss-ass, right? It's going to be 100%. Uh, Trump, is is great. Trump 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 is great. I just feel so much pleasure for having served at his pleasure. I love Even him. for 10 days. Even for he 10 days. You know, we're everything I ever yeah. dreamed. Yeah, that's what I think he's going to do. Uh, you know... Uh, He's also going to say he was kidding about whatever you said yeah. about uh, Priebus and all and, that uh, stuff. And it's a Facebook Dumb. event, and it's going to be produced by uh, Bill Shine. Uh, yeah, that's Fox pretty interesting, News, actually. Is, uh, is Bill Shine working for Facebook now? No, he's he's a Scaramucci guy. They, they were at mm. dinner together the night that the whole thing Oh, yeah, he was there. That's out. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's why. Shine was that's there. All right, so SMU mm. here in Dallas, Texas, Southern mm. Methodist University. Yes. Uh, they told uh, the kids... These kids, these young kids, every year put on a display for their 9-11 event, mm. and they put out 3,000 flags sure. uh, in the center of campus. That's where everybody gathered on 9-11, and they remember, and they have prayer, and, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful day for Very them. Very cool, yeah. Please don't uh, say it. Please don't say that's being protested now. Please don't say it. <laughs> part of the letter, <laughs> is that part of the letter that SMU uh, oh. sent back to the group, saying that uh, hey, we're not canceling you, but you can't do it in the center of campus like that. It's uh, too many people use the center of campus like that. Where they said, that, look, we uh, we respect the right of all members of the community to avoid messages that are triggering, oh. harmful, or harassing. Come on, come on no. Now they changed. They did. They did come along and change the wording um, the next day and removed the. And they said, uh, "Look, the policy has been updated to better reflect this balance and to remove the poor wording regarding triggering and harmful messages." They did take the triggering out. So, so the, the, their our, their point though was really, you know, you can't have it because people might be offended by you remembering people yeah, who died. Too many people. Yep. Too many people in the center of campus, and it's uh, that's where everybody gathers. You can well, look. We've got a place for you. Mm, great. In the back. Yeah. Of course. No problem. Um, who would be upset by remembering the victims on 9-11? Muhammad Atta. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he he's no longer with us. We oh, lost really? him. We yeah, we lost him. Oh, and man. I, I don't even yeah. regret that. Really? We lost him. And we're glad. We're better off without him. Uh, but uh, seriously, is that is that not to offend asked, Muslims? Um, because yeah. I don't think Muslim Americans are offended. Those who are not extremists mm -hmm. or terrorists are not offended by a 9-11 memorial. Uh, the governor has chimed in, asking them, you know, what's up, what's the deal? And, you know, really, I mean, wow. I guess they can do what they want, right? They're a university. They're letting the event take place. I mean, that's they where George Bush's library is, for the love of heaven. That's the guy who was president during 9-11. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. This is an, one of the truly most amazing stories you'll ever read. It sure is. The first time I saw people line, out, uh, line up outside the bakery near my apartment in Venezuela, I stopped to take photos. How crazy! A literal bread line. 
Then true hunger crept into where I lived. People started digging through the trash at all hours, pulling out vegetable peelings and soggy pizza crusts and eating them on the spot. That seemed like rock bottom. Until my local bakery started organizing lines each morning, not to buy bread, but to eat trash. People waited to, for their turn to hunt through black bags of bakery garbage. A young woman found a box of muffin crumbs. A teenage boy focused on finding juice containers and drinking whatever remained. This is a story from uh, Hannah Dreyer. She was a reporter for the AP who went to Venezuela, I think in 2014, to kind of cover what was going on there. Finally was forced to leave this week. It had gotten so bad that she could no longer... Uh, and she had gone through a mugging. She had gone through uh, what she believed was another mugging. It was actually she was being detained by corrupt police officers. Uh, it is a, one of the craziest stories. It's on my Facebook page. If you go there, hmm. it's uh, entitled Departing AP Reporter Looks Back at Venezuela's Slide. It's a really interesting story. It's, I feel like it's one of the stories, the, the collapse of Venezuela. Um, it's been a story we haven't done a good enough job yet really covering. Uh, I know Glenn did a big... Um, uh, chalkboard on it maybe last night. We haven't really hit it too much on radio. We've hit it a little bit here, uh, but it is one of the biggest stories in the world. Uh, and it is the type of story that shows really what we've been talking about for a really long time, that these policies lead to destruction. Destruction of civilization is really what socialism leads to. Uh, Katerina Hall is with us. Uh, she is, uh, has really been covering this quite a bit. Uh, and thank you for coming on uh, the, sh the show with us, Katerina. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is a situation that is so ugly because, and I, I and I, I don't know whether it's just that we just have disinterest of people, uh, it, it disinterest in, in places that aren't here, or if we, you know, the, the media certainly uh, has some friendliness to some of the policies that have been implemented uh, in, in Venezuela. Why isn't this capturing the world's attention? I just think that, well, at, at the beginning, it's been going on for so long that I think it's kind of fallen off people's radars. Right now, I'm currently in Guatemala City. This is where I live. And at the beginning, it used to be this great thing, like, oh, maybe this is going to spread to the rest of Latin America. But it's just been going on for months, for years. And I think it's not news anymore for people. It's the norm now in Venezuela to see people hungry, to see people lacking medicine, to see people fighting on the streets. And I just don't think it's getting the, same, the attention it deserves. This is one of the things. Can you kind of bring us back to, we all remember Hugo Chavez. We remember celebrities kissing up to him and saying what an amazing thing. We remember he had going on Michael Moore talking about how incredible uh, their policies were and how they were bringing up and taking people out of poverty. Can you take us back to that period and how did we get from that, which wasn't really true at the time, obviously, but it was certainly were better times to where we are now? Well, so when, my, when Chavez came into power, he came in as the revolutionary warrior. He was the person that came in trying to save the people, you know, from capitalism, from the United States, from the anti—he was big on anti-U.S. rhetoric. And people believed him. Here in Latin America, a lot of people tend to believe that. We've had a lot of issues. But over time, Maduro consolidated his power. He started taking away private businesses. He started taking away freedom of speech for the people. He started taking away um, the right to protest. And little by little, he started building this empire around him. He got full control of the army. He got uh, most politicians being corrupt. So what happened was that it became a kind of dictatorship. And then it got help from places like Cuba. And that made it even worse. 
and it more militarized. It really is incredible that people uh, even entertain these ideas anymore because they've been so destructive for so long. You used to work at the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, which is uh, an organization that we actually actually helped us on the Fox News documentary about communism. And I remember as we were talking uh, about that back in the day, that was, what, what did that air, 2011, something like that? And, and I remember at that time, people looked at that as sort of this historical look back, like look at these things that have happened in history. And you forget places like North Korea, places like Cuba, Venezuela as well. People are really going through these torturous circumstances right now, and the collapse is happening right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not only Venezuela. We've seen things, similar things happening, socialism being implemented. We saw how the Soviet Union went. We see how North Korea is doing right now. The people there are starving as well. We see how Cuba's doing. I was recently doing research in Cuba, and let me tell you, I, as much as I read and researched Cuba, nothing prepared me for what I, for what I saw there. And, you know, what's even worse is that places like my own home country of Guatemala, a couple... A couple of weeks ago, there's a protest here about people that, saying that Chavez was great and Maduro was great and that they wanted it to implement a similar regime. It mm. just seems like people are misinformed about what is actually going on. Uh, on that note, because uh, we're completely misinformed on at least some of it, uh, the, uh, the, the, the election <clears throat> itself, I mean, what it's being reported on kind of generally is Maduro trying to basically take and wrestle control in a in a sort of final way, like this is we, there's been this sort of game where we have elections and this there's, there's a de democratic element, but if this goes through, really all of that, even the appearance of it, is over. Is that a, is that the right way to look at this? Yes. So let me give you a little kind of the gist of it. So Maduro's trying to dismantle Venezuelan legislature. Le legislature. He's rewriting the constitution and replacing democratically elected representatives with the members of his own socialist party. So what this means is that he's achieving more dictatorial power. There was a vote on Sunday that called uh, for Venezuelans to come cast a vote in order for him to install a new constituent assembly. But what's going to happen if he's able to do this? He's going to dissolve the National Assembly, which is run by the opposition. This would allow him to make any political changes that he wants. He will be able to rewrite the Constitution, giving him more power. And most likely... He, his term is supposed to end in 2019. If he gets this power, he'll be able to call off the presidential election and remain in power. And the last part of it is that he wants to establish what he calls the Truth Commission. And what this is going to do is persecute political opponents. I mean, this started two nights ago already. He arrested two political opposition leaders. They, one of them had just been released a couple weeks ago from jail, and he did not give a notice or anything. He just arrested them again. So what we're going to see is Maduro in power. Does he seem to have the military behind him? Yes, the military since the beginning. Well, it all started with Chavez. The military was behind Chavez, and that's how he became a great leader, or, well, a big leader, because he's not great. But, <laughs> um, but he gained the military power, like a lot of other dictatorships in Latin America. So right now, the military is his biggest, is Maduro's biggest, weapon. Um, it's really an incredible mm. story. And, uh, and now we've come to the point where really whether he, he gains control or not, the country's 
really been destroyed. I mean, if even if you get, it's very difficult to reverse this at this point. Is is the picture that we were describing with the AP reporter coming back? Is that the accurate picture of what's really going on there? Is that the normal life for everyone now, searching for food and 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 that sort of level of struggle? Yes, people. There's food shortages. I mean, it all comes back to Venezuela's mm. management of its economic policies. Well, in general, socialism has a general economic policy that, you know, it's all centralized. Mm-hmm. But Venezuela t- took it to the extreme. They put most of their economy in oil, and oil prices went down. So mm. they had nothing else for income. And what happened? Of course, food shortages happened. People are starving. Inflation went up. They can't buy anything with their money. Believers are not worth anything. I mean, take right now, you guys reported on this, I mean, the blaze, and it says that the fake currency from the online game World of Warcraft is worth more than the Venezuelan money. That's (laughs) unbelievable. So what what can be done? What are people, I I mean, are there people out in the streets every day and night protesting this? Are are they trying to overthrow this government? Yes, I mean, to begin with, the vote on Sunday was illegal. Maduro had no mm. no way to actually do that. And there's confusion on the vote because they said that the electoral council of the ones that counted the vote said that 43 of the population showed up, around 8, mi- around eight million people. But the nationalists mm. said that less actually showed up. And people are seeing this vote as the greatest, um, the, the greatest sham in Venezuela's history. So what are people doing to answer this? The United States is already putting sanctions on Venezuela. They put sanctions on Maduro and on other 13 government leaders. And other countries such as Mexico, Colombia, and Panama have followed what the United States did too. Other countries have been denouncing the vote, such as the EU and a lot of Latin American countries, including Guatemala. So what we should do and continue to support the Venezuelan people who are out there on the streets fighting for the right, fighting for their vote, their right to vote, they did not think they did not want this referendum. They they wanted a real democratic election. So they're going on the streets and the international community, such as we are, we should support them. We should be able to give them as much support, give them as much attention as they need. Katarina Hall, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on and, and telling us about this. Before you leave, um, can you give me one piece of information? Uh, what is the correct way to pronounce Manawa, Nicaragua? <laughs> it's Managua. Man- and how does it? So if you say them together, how does it go? Managua, Nicaragua. Hmm. That's pretty close. Pretty close. It's, kind Pat, of pretty the close. Same. it's yeah. similar. Pretty close. Okay. It's similar. All right. Pat is an expert at, <laughs> at pronouncing that particular uh, city, and we just wanted to make sure we had some idea that it was accurate. Yeah. So, thank you Thanks, very much, Katarina. Katarina. That was great. Thank you. Um, listen to this, Pat. This is uh, the government of, uh, of, of Venezuela blames the U.S. and right-wing businesses, uh, of course, for the economic collapse. But most economists say it actually stems from government-imposed price and currency distortions, huh. which is a shocker. Huh. They huh. often seem to be a direct line between economic policy and daily hardship. Huh. What? Huh. One week, the administration declared that eggs no. would now be sold for no more than 30 cents a carton. Uh, what a great policy. You're lowering prices <laughs> for people who eat eggs. The next week, eggs had disappeared from supermarkets and still not have come back. And still have not come back. I mean, they basically banned eggs from the culture. (laughs) Are you saying you want the Venezuelans to have cholesterol? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) There you go. That's how they probably argued it there. (laughs) Eggs are not good for you. I I love the egg thing, by the way, uh, because 
first they were good for us. Then they were one of the worst things you could possibly eat. Yeah. And then they're good for you again. I'm not sure where they stand now. So, Jeffy? Uh, eggs. Uh, good for you or not good for you? That. I mean, it's, everything in moderation. Thank you. That's, that's, where we're, that's we're going? the way we live our lives. That's the what it yeah. is. That's the fact of everything there is. Everything Except in, moderation. in in Venezuela, there's nothing in moderation. However, I will um, say I did see a story that yes, I mean they are close to civil war. I would almost consider it civil war now. Really, I mean it's it is not pretty. And these sanctions, I, I should have brought these sanctions do nothing but hurt the people more. I mean, I, I don't know. That's what I'm concerned about. I mean, how do we, we get around that and help yeah. the people? Well, because if we know. put sanctions on them, then what some of what they claim blaming the United States is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand your point there. But, I mean, the bottom line is, you're right. It does, at some level, hurt the people. Hurt the people from what? Getting garbage out of freaking bakery bags? I mean, they're already mm. there. It's already to the, to the bottom. I and know, you need to get, it, the problem is these I people, uh, and as they discuss here, um, in the middle of that scene that I was talking about with people digging through garbage, yeah. there's mm-hmm. luxury car dealerships, there's, uh, there's nice restaurants, and a lot of that's because the people who are corrupt have all the money. Yeah. And so you need to do something to push these people. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I think not doing business with Venezuela is a good start. Um, you know, th- but uh, I don't know. Let me get back to uh, the eggs. Uh, I saw a story uh, the other day about the, <laughs> how the uh, cholesterol thing uh-huh. is all wrong. What do you mean? Uh, you know how you're supposed to, the, the HDL is supposed to be an LDL good, or whatever, and the yeah. LDL is supposed to be bad, uh-huh. but now they're saying that uh, that might not be uh, true because the people who are born with high HDL that they're saying is good uh, still have the same problem that all the other people have that don't that that aren't born that way. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's we're making uh, we're making absolutely a lot of amazing. The interesting part about this, I think, is that we all recognize the morons of, of the years in the past. These idiots who right. thought smoking was good for you. And these morons right. who thought, uh, you know, uh, they didn't even wash their hands when they did surgeries. They are passing all these germs, they didn't even understand. There's a thousand things that exist today that we do that are just as dumb as those things. We just don't know what they are yet. And we all, we, it's this weird idea that we look back at the past and say, wow, those people were so stupid Luckily, we're really smart. Yes. Here's the thing. I mean, they weren't stupid back then. They just didn't have the information. And it's the same thing with us. We're not necessarily stupid. We just don't have the information. At some point, we will discover whatever the real answer is to the cholesterol thing or the real answer is to heart disease or the real answer is to autism or the real answer. And then we'll look back and we're like, God, that was so stupid. Those people were really stupid. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're here. So we all think we're smart. And that's what's so frustrating about the, the, you know, this goes back to global warming, the discussion we had earlier. It's frustrating because, like, have some level of recognition that you're not infallible. Just realize that, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have these direct, like, we are 100%. Of course, it's a, the science has been settled, 100% chance that this, 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 and this are happened. Yes, last time we said that we got it wrong, but now we've learned. Mm-hmm. That's what they say every single time. And it's like, I, how can we possibly take you seriously? I like the 200-degree temperature uh, rise that went into the ocean. Wait, you didn't know about that? Yeah. How did you not know how the Earth functions? Yeah. Well, then why, why should we trust that you do now? That was their excuse for the pause. They said, uh, yeah, all, well, the, all uh, the warmth went into the ocean, yeah, 200 degrees. more than we realized. If it didn't, it would be 200 degrees warmer right now. Um, <laughs> uh, shouldn't you have known that before? It's uh, kind of weird. I don't know. All right. Uh, hopefully things will never get to the point uh, where they are in Venezuela here in the United States. But y- there can be certain 
you know, interruptions in our food supply. There, there can be things that come up. There can be weather events that, you know, might mess up the, the reliable delivery of food to grocery stores so that you can go get all the food you want anytime you want. Look, it might not happen in America. Who knows? It could. It has happened in, in the past in America. Um, but, it, you know, could something like that go on? I mean... You know, it's probably not the, the, the number one possibility, but what, how great would this have been if, if you knew that this was coming in Venezuela and, and you, you had someone that you knew there and you sent them this mm-hmm. box for my Patriot Supply? Think of the way that would change their life. They get through a, a basically, I mean, what, you know, 102 servings. You're talking about basically a month or more of survival food for only $99 and it's shipped free. I don't think they ship it to Venezuela for free, but they'll ship it to America for free. It's yep. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including mm-hmm. uh, great food items like, for example, there's new Southwest savory rice. It lasts up to 25 years in storage, and it's less than a dollar per serving. And let's face it, it's just plain yummy. It's really good food. You know, you don't have to eat sticks when an emergency arises. Not if you call My Patriot Supply today at 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. That's 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Good to see you, Pat. And, uh, yeah. Um, hey, good to see you, too. <laughs> oh, we, didn't, we don't feel the same. That's yeah. why we didn't say it. Right. We would have said it if we felt standing it. right here. Yeah. Okay, we got to go quickly here because uh, the uh, new French toast, toasted donuts from IHOP are coming. Oh, my And gosh. I want plenty of time to eat them on the air. Well, oh, they're gosh. warm, too. Oh, yeah. Got to get up there. And again, this is not because we want them for our own selfish well, desires. Right. Thank you. Pat. This is for you. Oh yeah, this is absolutely it's for you. Science. I will say, uh, what a what a contrast between the last segment where people are digging through freaking garbage bags to get food, and what capitalism brings you, which is French feel, toasted donuts. We feel so hot. bad about those people in Venezuela too. That's what I was saying. Because I, I mean, I do feel really bad for them, I but this too. is the result of these policies. This isn't some mm-hmm. brilliant thing that we came to. Would I hop go to, to Venezuela? Yes, they're a freaking international house of pancakes they'd be happy to be there the issue is when you outlaw capitalism and you make it a complete disaster uh and you ruin your company or your your country there's no one there there's no one there to buy the stuff here luckily we're fat and we'll buy it uh this is an amazing story from uh james kirchick from the la times um it's actually an op-ed People should have fixed terms. Left-wing author Naomi Klein recently told the BBC, awarded jobs for life, most professional commentators, whether opining in newspaper columns like this one or blathering on television, suffer no consequence for making predictions that turn out spectacularly wrong. Um, The socialist Klein's embrace of market forces, however selective, is welcome. Might I offer the unfolding horror in Venezuela as the first litmus test of her proposal? Here are some quotes from Naomi Klein on Venezuela. (laughs) 2004, she signed a petition headlined, We Would Vote for Hugo Chavez. Three years later, she lauded Venezuela as a place where citizens had renewed their faith in the power of democracy to improve their lives. Yep. In her 2007 book, The Shock Doctrine, she portrayed capitalism as a sort of global conspiracy that instigates financial crises crises, and exploits the poor countries in wake of natural disasters. That's exactly right. But Klein declared that Venezuela had been rendered immune to the shocks administered by free market fundamentalists thanks to Chavez's Mm. 21st century socialism, which had created a zone of relative economic calm and predictability. Chavez's untimely death. She should live there. 
She should. And, uh, Chavez's untimely death from cancer in 2013 saw an outpouring of grief from the global left. He demonstrated that it is possible to resist the neoliberal dogma that holds sway over much of humanity, wrote British journalist Owen Jones. I mourn a great hero to the majority of his people, said Oliver Stone, who would go mm. on to replace Chavez with Vladimir Putin as the object of his twisted affection. Um, on and on and on and on. It's a great story in the LA Times. It's up on my Facebook page as well. Uh, as that uh, kind of plays out, which is really, I mean, uh, it is one of the great disasters. Between that and North Korea uh, going on right now, kind of a couple of the great disasters of our, our times. Um, also in uh, the Netherlands, which is not one of the great disasters of our times, but really has, first of all, is bordering on socialist, if, if not socialism light, mm -hmm. and also is having made some decisions, and we've heard of them, and they don't hurt people, it's not a big deal, things like euthanasia. Euthanasia has become common practice now in the Netherlands, People requesting to die because of whatever condition they feel is bad enough that they can't live any, any longer. It was one of the first, it was actually the first country in the world that made it legal for doctors to help people die. Both euthanasia, where doctors actively kill patients, and assisted suicide, where physicians prescribe patients a lethal dose of drugs, are allowed. So they're only killing the youth, not the middle-aged or the elderly? I think I went on mm. to explain what euthanasia is. I think that was part of the was part of the description of this. I, know, I must have missed that part. Okay, that's okay. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> People must be suffering unbearably with no hope of relief, but their condition does not have to be fatal. It's another big deal. Imagine, imagine that. You don't even have to be on the verge of death to yeah. get it in these places. Yeah. Um, uh, now they're finding out the stats of this. And about one out of every 20 people who die in the Netherlands are victims of euthanasia. One uh, out of 20? One out of 20. Um, about 4.5% of all people who die in the country that is unbelievable. Are by yeah. Honestly, that's it's an incredible sack. Sick. Yeah. Um, the review shows. You wonder why we left that damn place, Europe, in the first place. <laughs> no. This is one of the reasons. Well, we're bringing it home, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, well, well it's all coming. And here. I was just thinking, uh, some states are are legalizing. Oregon, Oregon is right? definitely. They were the first one. And there's another one. Yeah, there's more two now. Yeah. There's several states I think that that uh, doctor-assisted suicide is okay. Um, and I I don't know what the conditions have to be. Like there was that woman, she went through with it, right? She was 30. And oh, yeah. she'd yeah, been diagnosed right. with something. Do you remember? I don't remember all the details, but she was like 30 years old. She was really, she was attractive. She was married. She, uh, she just wanted to die because she wanted to do it on her terms. She was, yeah. I, I don't remember what she was diagnosed with, but I think she had, you know, she may have had years to live. She wasn't in pain yet, but she went. Uh, well, and, and she had located it with her husband, right? And yeah. That, that was and he was apparently, family, yeah. he was with it. According and they went this, to Oregon, and she was killed. According to this, Oregon, Vermont, Washington, uh, Washington D.C., wow. California, Colorado, Montana, uh, California. Yeah. So here, here wow. I, have, I have a map in front of me. I don't know if you have a, wow. you have a lesser map because there's two different distinctions here. So no, I, states with uh, they've actually uh, um, uh, had rulings or measures that have authorized physician-assisted suicide. Mm -hmm. That is Washington, Oregon, California, Montana. Oddly, mm. Vermont, uh, you said Vermont, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, yes. and Washington, D.C. Yes. States where the practice is not legal, but that lack statutes explicitly banning it. That you have Nevada, Colorado, uh, Wyoming, wow. uh, North, uh, North Carolina, and West Virginia. Jeez. I mean, that's unbelievable. And then every other state is, uh, it is it's explicitly illegal, yeah. illegal. Unbelievable. Now, is it possible to commit suicide by French toasted donut? 
Well, Does anyone know? Uh, I say we give it a try. I mean, I don't think there's a downside necessarily. How long is our... You know, what a way to go. Know. Yeah. If that's what kills you, what a way to go. Let's take a break, and we'll come back on the other side with All a right. new offering from yes. IHOP. Our f- close friends at IHOP, who we have such a close relationship with us that they... They allowed us, us to buy their uh, food the pro- products <laughs> and, and bring them back here to eat them on But television. because we mentioned our names, they gave it to us at the same price as everybody yeah, they else. Increase it, so that was nice. Better than we do nice. with most companies. Yeah, that was really good. This might be the greatest day in world history. Oh, my gosh. Uh, This is the greatest day in world history. There's no might about it. Wow. It it is the greatest day in world history. (laughs) We have French toast donuts. Look at this. French toasted donuts, brand new from IHOP. Now, I I, I mean, (laughs) what? You might think to yourself, what is a French toasted donut? And I actually don't have the answer for you. It does seem like it's French toast. I don't know what the difference between this and French toast is, though. Does that look delicious, though? It does look delicious. Or what? So we have three kinds of French toasted donuts to sample today. Uh, We have strawberry. We have uh, apple fritter, all right, which is uh, here, uh, here. And, and we have and the bacon, have this one. which he can't even touch. No, that one's not for me. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. That's no, too bad. Maple bacon. Maple bacon. Maple bacon. Now, of course, Donut, it also comes French with uh, oh my God. I hop and go old-fashioned <laughs> pancake syrup, which the old-fashioned way was, of course, this is unreal. the first two ingredients will have always been corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. Uh, that's uh, always been. The, <laughs> that is why I buy that's the old timey way. Real maple syrup. <laughs> that's kind of the real old fashioned way. Right? I will yeah. say mm-hmm. uh, also uh, there is some extra special good news for those of you uh, mm. watching at home. Yes. Uh, we're doing this for science here. Yes. Uh, you're able to go to IHOP anytime, but if you mm-hmm. go there on Friday, uh, the new French toast donuts are free. Wow, really? What? Free? Uh, was, uh, this is what the story says. I just looked at the headline. Wow, that's oh, that's good, good investigation. I just looked at the headline. That's right. Thank you. Um, here right. is you want to try fritter? the apple fritter first? Apple fritter first. Okay, uh, here we go. All right. I'm interested to see what the difference between this and normal French toast is. Um, oh, look at this. I don't know, man, but that's <laughs> delicious. Look at that. Got a nice little close up there before oh. I take my big bite. Uh, you got the little cinnamon. You got, you got a cinnamon swirl, swirl. It looks like kind of in there. Delicious. Got the apples on that side. Let's give it a so whirl. So instead of bread, it's like. Dough, just cake. right, and then they dip it in the French yeah. toast batter because it does taste like French toast to me. This just tastes cake. like delicious French toast, mm. um, and I'm loving it. Yeah, I, I, now there was You're not a, it? they had a croissant thing. Did we talk about the croissant thing? We do that on the air. They had a croissant. Um, mm. uh, what was it? It was it was something made with it was a no it was a waffle made with croissant dough. So if you think about like instead of putting did waffle, we do that here? No, I ate it. I ate it at waffle. No, we didn't. Oh, so I think there. it might have been around okay. the holidays. So they take if you think about that, you take the wa- uh, the croissant dough, you put it in a waffle press, right? Mm-hmm. You get a waffle out of it. I would say this is the same approach. What I think they've done here is they've taken donut materials and prepared just them the like French toast. Yeah, and just dipped it in the donuts. egg batter, yeah, the custard batter, and then fry them up like French toast. It's really good. I mean, I. That's delicious. Yeah, I mean, you could see. Did you not like it? Um, uh, you don't seem like you're terribly impressed. I'm more in analyst mode right now. Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you? 
I'm just hungry. Me too. <laughs> and this is fantastic. Oh, this, I mean, it's. Good. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked good. it more than I thought good. I would. Really? Yeah. He All, puts right. Some, All right, let's do the strawberry one on too, since you can't eat the other one. Yep, strawberry one next. <clears throat> um, and the maple bacon one, I would say, may, might be the highlight of this whole thing. It, right? it may I mean, be. Uh, you know. It may well be. I'm going to try it without the actual. I'm going to give the apple fritter a oh. 16. That was really, I th- maybe higher than that. Yeah. There's something weird about the apple that I, I'm not in, as in love with. You don't with. like it? I, you know, I, I thought I it was it a really 10. good. A, 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 a 10? What? <laughs> I knew you didn't You're like it. What's the matter with you? It's an okay rating. I mean, it's it's, ten's not good. That's ten not good. is a it's midway good. rating. It's an okay. It's not like when I go to if I go to IHOP, I'm not ordering a that. Ten? I'm going to order something else on the menu. Hell, and I, I love IHOP. I go there all the time. Just a second. I'm getting time. a text from IHOP. They're saying you're not welcome at their stores. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised you're texting with IHOP. Um, <laughs> what did you give the apple fritter one? Oh, I'm with you. I mean, that's up in the that's, high teens. It's easy as sixteen, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Easily. At least. And this strawberry one. That's a big, big disagreement. Is fantastic as well. Yeah. You don't like it either? What the hell is going on here? What's wrong with you? What has happened to Stooper Gear? Who are you? That is the question right there. Who are you? And what have you done with Stu? Again, I got That is the question, Pat. Right? I got to say, now I'm a huge supporter of IHOPs. Big supporter. I am too. I I Um, really like IHOP. It's Zach's favorite place, my son. Um, So. We do a pancake time on Saturdays where we go out and eat breakfast together, mm-hmm. and we rotate who gets to choose. So it's Zach, oh, Ainsley, this is really good too. and then me. Mm-hmm. Every time it comes to Zach, he picks IHOP. He Every loves time. IHOP. We go there all the time. It is good. Um, uh, Teresa, the manager, uh, and one of the local uh, uh, IHOP. She's a big fan. She's a, she, she watches the show. She's yeah, awesome. I've met her. Um, yeah, very, very cool. So As you can imagine. <laughs> we're in there. <laughs> I don't know if she actually listens to the show. I just know that we know her better than most of our family. Um, I would say, like, it's really good. With the strawberry on it, it's good. Like, but I, I think I, I would it. choose something else if I went to IHOP for both of these. Okay, and what, you give that one a ten as well, or less? You don't even like it. Oh you my know, god! I, I gotta say, I, I'm about to stab you with a fork. I think I'm going to stab you as well. I don't know. What is wrong with you? There's something. About, isn't it? There's nothing funky about the fruit or something. Not at all. Something man. funky about you? Mm, that's a seventeen, right there. I'm giving yeah, that a 17. I give it a 10. Again. Holy cow. I, I honestly might even drop it more. Jeffy? I'm to think about these are you, What is wrong with you? These are I delicious. They're very edible. They're no. more than edible. They're more than edible. They're delicious. Why are you angry at me? I my <laughs> food. You're pissing me I, off. I, I, <laughs> you believe you don't like, like it. A... <laughs> if we like it, so must you. All right. I mean, look, it's not a terrible... You know, a ten. Don't is, try to back out of it. No, I'm saying a ten is not a terrible rating. It's not. A, it's not a two. When it, when it comes to it these, it comes to these. It is an awful rating. All right. Well, let's do, let's let's finish it up. Maybe you guys are going to have the. Uh, the or big would you home go run. seventeen on Absolutely. these? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The question is: Before we do this, we have a sixteen and a seventeen. Do we get an eighteen perfect rating out of the maple bacon? I feel like there's a good chance. If you got I a sixteen a and seventeen chance. on the base, yeah. Now you're topping it with bacon. Yeah. Good <laughs> chance that Pat and Jeffy get to an eighteen here. Let's see is how there, it goes. Is there a single product that doesn't? Taste better with, with bacon. bacon added to it. <laughs> I mean, it's been no. questioned. I, I, I will Gaffigan say this: says no. it, when they do bacon milkshakes, I, I don't dig okay. that very much. Okay. You, but I know a lot of people like that kind of stuff, but I, I don't. But this here we go is oh my the God. perfect bacon vehicle. Oh my God! Oh, so you oh. gotta try it. Oh man, bacon or no bacon, you gotta try it. Oh, come on! This you would like. Go ahead and take a big healthy yeah, bite of that. Bite. You gotta take a bite of it. Is that just whipped cream they gave I you? Yes, little thing of whipped cream. Yeah, it's weird. I would have like. How come we didn't get whipped cream? Because whipped cream would have been even another added some, bonus. Some right here. There's not a lot in there, but you have some. 
Um, I after you put your nasty fork in there. Okay, it's French toast donut, mm. and the donut it, it's got a cream filling here. Can you get a oh, closer? Oh wow, one? that's a big. It got thing. a cream filling and bacon. I know. <laughs> You put syrup on these? I'm dipping mine in syrup. Are you kidding me? Have this you poured is, syrup on it, Pat, or are you dipping? This is an 18 product. Wow, an 18. It's, a, it's an 18 That's product. a perfect score in case you don't understand the uh, scoring process, I mean, which is normal. And all three on a plate like this? Crazy. To get, I mean, it's total 18. Yeah. Well, that's not what we're doing. We're not rating them as oh, a group. I just did. I just did. And yeah, but the way you've treated it? I'm disgusted with you. I right am, now. too. <laughs> Why? You're despicable. <laughs> You know what, Pat? You're right. I'm about to call the authorities really, and have him I, arrested. There's something about the fruit I don't like. I don't know. You've if you committed keep saying it, a high crime and misdemeanor gonna... today. It's like sour. You're a traitor to the country. I... You're a bad person. I mean, really, that is not. You're evil. I'm lowering it. I want an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Both of them an eight. From a ten to an eight. Really? Yeah. Why? Yep. What have you. What... I just don't. I... You know, you did the story on euthanasia. Mm. Monday, Monday, will be doing a story on stews in Asia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's valid. Jeffy? That's not valid. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. Look, these do I encourage you to go man. to IHOP and try these? Yeah, do it. Give it a whirl. Um, Pat thinks it's an 18. Jeffy? Boy, what a sales job that is, huh, from you. I'm not here to sell IHOP products. I'm here to give honest reviews. Honestly, I demand that you do that and then tell us which, which of us are right. I just, I, I is just it me and Jeffy? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I will say I thought I was going to love them. And I, you know, they're just okay. Maybe that's the deal. My expectations were a little bit lower. Because I am. French know. toasted donuts? Why would your... How could your expectation be low? <laughs> it is IHOP. I mean, it's not the most right. quality place. I, I love what? It, but, uh, they have good food. I like it, but it's not... You're sitting too close to Stu. Get away from over there right now. <laughs> Get but away you're, you're not like it's, it's not some seven miles. There's right. a place here that's kind of a oh, good little chain. I think IHOP is better than that. Uh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Let me try with a little syrup. I but that doesn't surprise me that you said that because you're like, Oh, uh, bougie sauce. Right. Yeah. Why do they put milk on this? That's the stuff that I want. It's milk. an 18. An 18. Or an 18. <laughs> Oh, are we talking Imran about Imran Awan again? Yeah, Imran Awan. You know uh, that we have nobody has spent enough time with this guy. Yeah, we need to correct that. Yes, yeah. this is an amazing did. story. Uh, last night, kind of started that process, uh, yep. going through the timeline of events with this Pakistani guy who was doing the IT for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. It's crazy. Watch. Here's where it goes really dark. 2016, WikiLeaks releases all of the documents from the DNC. Who's the head of the DNC? At the time, it's Debbie Wasserman Schultz, remember, who she hired for IT. Soon as this goes big, within hours, days, days, they begin to liquidate everything they can. These people start to sell their houses to each other. I don't even understand how that works. It's a really bizarre web. And, and when you start to read it and, you know, so-and-so sold to so-and-so for 216000 and then this guy sold to this guy, it, 
Nathan so, and I were talking. It just it's a it's a be, web of weirdness. It could be a money thing where you sell to it, each it other to and be. inflate the prices in order to drain as much out if you know what you're all going to default on your money loans on anyways. We just yeah, keep inflating exactly. it. Take the extra cash. They, yeah, they went to the really bank, bizarre. got the loans to buy the house from each other, and then just never planned to pay the bank back. They, just they made money cash. off of it. Okay, so by the way, the bank is your bank. This is the credit union at the Capitol. This is the, this literally is the Bank of Congress. So that happens. Then there's a wire transfer of $283,000. Um, he makes this, Awan makes this. He calls the credit union and says, uh, but, uh, sorry, he doesn't call. His wife calls. <clears throat> Hello, yes, <laughs> um, I'm the wife of a... Uh, I'm Ron <laughs> I need to transfer $283,000 to Pakistan for a funeral. That's one kick-ass funeral. The credit union says, can't do that. Oh, hang on just a sec. I need to talk to my husband. Oh, my wife was being silly. Uh, no, we wanted to buy some property. The federal credit union says, oh, well, we can do that. I told you. I know, get back into your slave quarters. <laughs> <laughs> this, this happens. She then flees because all of a sudden the Capitol police say there's something criminal happening here. There's really bad stuff happening. Um, they are forbidden from the house servers, but nobody fires them. Nobody no, fires. No, they, they get fired, but Imran, he doesn't. He, doesn't. Yeah. he stays on an advisory capacity. Right. But everybody else is leaving. Here's yeah. where it gets dangerous. His wife goes to Pakistan, takes $12,000 and the kids. She's now under the protection of the Pakistani government. Only 12000 after making all that cash. Yeah. Well, she's got the funeral money. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> then this representative from California, he... Um, he fires Abid, mm -hmm. but shortly after he fires, he sends a letter to John Kelly from the Department of Homeland Security that says, I have a warning. I, I think there's something funny going on with the IT department, and it's going to affect Mar-a-Lago. That's the timeline. What it means, we don't know. But let me bring in somebody who has been following it, Luke Rosiak from The Daily Caller. Luke, A, have I missed anything in that timeline? Uh, that's a pretty good recounting of it. Okay. Is there, have you come to any conclusions on this, on what is really happening? Well, members of Congress were paying for 10 years people that they probably would or should have had reason to believe weren't doing the work. And as IT guys, they had access to all the emails and files of these members. So we don't know, but given those patterns, and especially given members' reactions after uh, these guys were named as criminal suspects, and even after some of them fled the country, uh, the continued defense of them and some of the weird relationships Politico has said that they have a uh, friendly personal relationship with a couple of members of Congress, which is pretty weird for the IT guys. What was going on with these guys? Why were the members so insistent on paying them, defending them, 
protecting them, you do, it's very legitimate to, to wonder, were they using members' own data against them? Were they using even the unspoken threat of releasing whatever embarrassing emails? And it doesn't have to be evidence of anything terrible or a crime. All of our emails, any, 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 of, any person's emails, probably got some embarrassing stuff in there, oh, yeah. especially if you're a politician. So, you know, there's the threat of, uh, of blackmail, essentially, that could be causing members to act this way. Okay, so they also had access to the head of the DNC, members of uh, Foreign, Affairs the, uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, members of the Intelligence Committee, Homeland Security, and the House Democratic Caucus. There is potentially huge secrets in that email. Well, they work for members, luckily, not committees themselves. I, I don't particularly think or have reason to believe that they had access to committee documents. As far as I'm concerned, that's not necessary for this to be really bad. Again, there's the blackmail potential. Um, and, you know, again, there are connections to Pakistan. They spent significant periods of time there in Pakistan. You've got the connection to the, uh, the Iraqi guy. Uh, but the other option is that this is a um, kickback scheme. So that's the reason, you know, and that's something that investigators should look into is with these inflated salaries uh, for oftentimes no-show employees. Did this begin or was this always in part a kickback scheme where certain members of Congress were paying out inflated salaries and taxpayer funds so that they could get uh, the majority of that back from these guys in cash? Wow. Hmm. Um, Luke, does this, your gut, does it tell you that this is a kickback scheme where Congress is going to go to jail and these guys were kind of, in a way, uh, hapless dupes. I mean, they were in on it, obviously, but um, that Congress was, was running a scheme between them. Does it tell you that you think these guys had some blackmail-type dirt on Congress and they were just milking the system? Or do you think this is a foreign... Uh, power coming in and corrupting much of the DNC? Uh, you know, I've spent the last six month in, months investigating these guys. And when some people try to say this is a mortgage fraud issue, I mean, anyone who spends five minutes looking at the facts realizes these Stop. guys were being surveilled by the FBI as part of a long-running cybersecurity and theft investigation into their activities on, on Capitol Hill. Um, these guys are chronic liars who would seem to have done anything for money. I've talked to a dozen Wait, people. Wait, you talking about dealt. are you talking about the IT wrong. people? <laughs> <laughs> How do so you keep I, those I, separate? My sense, and I don't want to speculate, I've done a, I've worked really hard to stick to the facts here and I haven't necessarily gotten a lot of credit from that from uh, the you know, the New York Times and the larger papers, but my work really is factually solid. Um, so I don't want to speculate, but Good for you. my sense is that these guys are motivated by money rather than ideology, but mm. that members of Congress also would have or should have known that something was up. And I think that there's a very real possibility um, that members, uh, very highly unusual reactions uh, throughout this whole thing, not just since uh, they've been known criminal suspects, but for the last decade, uh, there could be a financial component there where members of Congress are. How, how much more information do you need to find before you believe the WikiLeaks um, leak dossier came from these sources? Well, I've been clear consistently that I don't think he took that. Um, you know, he did have access to Debbie Wasserman Schultz's iPad. 
um, the some of the top people at the DNC did appear to be familiar with Imran. If you search his name on WikiLeaks, he does come up. But the WikiLeaks uh, were released from, I think, like five accounts. And by having Wasserman Schultz's iPad, that would have only been one account. Okay. So I, I think what you see here is sloppiness when it comes to cybersecurity from Wasserman Schultz, even after she had reason to have real concerns, she's not doing the proper reaction, the proper safeguards. And it's it's real sloppy, and it, it puts, uh, you know, our nation at risk. The, the media covering this, last question, are they not covering it because it's a complex story, or are they not covering it because they have some political agenda that they don't want to open a can of worms on? I think there's elements of this that they have omitted in a way that's almost journalistic malpractice. For example, right around the time that these guys faced criminal charges, just before it, I think, uh, a civil suit was launched against them in Virginia by their own stepmother. And their stepmother says that they had this money hidden over in Pakistan and that they were basically extorting her and threatening to kidnap uh, her loved ones if she didn't cooperate, and that they were using listening devices in her house and attached to her computer in order to control her movements. And the goal was to get her to sign this Pakistani uh, power of attorney that would give access to all this money over in Pakistan. So this is a public court document that anyone can read, but the, the mainstream papers have admitted this very relevant ongoing civil litigation. Um, Luke, I appreciate your time, and I, I really appreciate in a time when everybody is jumping to conclusions and, um, you know, jumping to prosecute before even the facts are out or people even understand, I appreciate the fact that you have been so neutral on this and diligent um, and bringing us up to speed on it. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Need more journalists like that, quite honestly, that actually do it and are not trying to tell you anything other than the facts.